How do you want to retire? If it's with confidence, then you've come to the right place. Unlock your financial future with Ben and Caitlin Schrock, founders of BA Schrock Financial Group. I'm Ben Schrock and join with me for our fourth and final episode in our life insurance as a financial tool series. Keith Lockwood, our chief investment officer and portfolio manager. Keith, welcome back to part four. Thank you. <laughs> there he is. This is part four. <laughs> you had to wake him up a little bit. So, um, yeah, part four, last last uh, episode of our four-part series um, and talking about life insurance as a financial tool. And I think this is probably my favorite one of the bunch because uh, all this talk about death benefits and, and having someone to die to get that benefit to, is kind of um, not fun to talk about and uh, it creates an awkward conversation with clients. So today we could actually have a fun conversation and how we can use life insurance as a living benefit and as a tax-free income source in retirement. So um, Keith, when we talk about income in retirement and, and really when we talk about specifically tax-free income, how, what are the ways out there? How many ways are there to get tax-free income and what are those ways? Pretty much two that I know of. That's Roth IRA mm-hmm. um, and you know taking distributions out of a permanent life insurance policy. Perfect. And, and so why doesn't everyone just immediately say, well, again, I'm not, I'm not life insurance guy over here. I don't want life insurance. Don't need it. I'm just going to do a Roth. How, why can't I just do a Roth or everyone do a Roth for that matter? Well, you have, you know, your income limits, right? Okay. So if you make too much money, whether single or married trialing jointly, mm-hmm. um, that single level is 140 on the max starts phasing out at 125. Okay. Um, and married, it's 208 on the max and starts phasing out at 198, right? So if you're near or above those limits, then you don't even have access to it. Well, yeah, so then you can't even contribute to one, right? Right, 100%. Okay. So well, I guess that kind of throws that one out the, out the window. But um, can, can you tell me um, any reason not to do a, a life insurance in this situation or, or you know, look at life insurance, I should say, as an option for that? I mean, as a tax-free income source? I mean, if you can say, hey, I'm, I'm going to invest whatever investment I'm putting into on an annual basis, and then I'm going to, I'm really good at what I do, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be able to get a higher return sure. on an after-tax account, even though I'm paying dividends, taxes on the dividends I'm making, and, you know, if you're not tax-loss harvesting, which is many people don't, sure. you're paying capital gains tax on that, where you know, inside of a properly funded, I mean, that's the key word here, uh, permanent life insurance policy that, that growth is tax-free. Yep. Now you have had some added expenses. you got to pay for the, the insurance, cost of insurance. Um, but again, if it's properly structured, that's the key word yep. here. Yep. Um, that cost will be equal to or even less than whatever the dividend and capital gains tax could possibly be. Awesome. Now, now, can you give me? I, I don't. We don't need to go into the, the the weeds specifically, but give me the the general gist of, of how this actually works. You know, and you said permanent life insurance. It's basically everything but term. So you got your whole life and your universal lives, and again, you got index variable. There's a number one, but everything outside of term, correct? We can do this. Something that has to have cash value, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, how how does this actually work? I guess from a, a, a thousand foot overview kind of the structure of this um, type of, of, of strategy, and then we'll get into a, a specific case where we have some projections and, and it is kind of a cool strategy that worked for a client. So 
just like you know your 401ks and your IRAs and your Roth IRAs, right? Government puts limits okay. on how much you can put in. Why do they put a limit? Because it's advantageous <laughs> to, to you as a person. Um, the same is said for a life insurance policy. So there's a limit based on your age, if you're male or female, and the death benefit that you choose on how much you can put it. The government says <laughs> you can't just put all this money in because if you put more than that limit in, it becomes taxable, becomes what is called a MEC, a modified endowment contract. But basically, look at it as an investment. It's no yeah. longer life insurance, right? It's now an investment. Right. Okay. So it's when I say properly funded, you know, we got to get the death benefit low enough to where we're going to max fund it because the expenses in life insurance are almost all fixed no matter how much money you put in. You know, the, the premium charge will <laughs> change if you put more or less in. Right. But everything else, cost of insurance, all that stuff, it's fixed. And that's all kind of tied to what? That death benefit, right? Yeah. So obviously the more death benefit, the more expensive. Makes right. sense. And if you, you know, if you really want to max, max fund it, we may have to increase the death benefit sure. a little bit. You know, you see executives that are putting fifty, dollars $150,000 a year away to, to max fund their tax-free income. Mm-hmm. And well, we're going to have to, can't have a $100,000 death benefit on this. Right? Sure. Um, now, good news is, is in December with the, uh, when they passed the, the act to mm-hmm. help everybody out with um, COVID, part of that was they lowered what the, uh, basically you could put more money in. Yeah. And the younger you are, you can put even more money more money in because of how they lowered, uh, it's called the spread or the difference between the cash value and what the death benefit is. Yeah. Because um, that has to stay a certain <laughs> apart for so long to make sure it stays tax-free. Yep. Well, that number is lower now based on what was passed in. So it's basically, it's more advantageous to people, yeah. especially those at younger ages. Which just basically means you can put more money in, like you said, which means when you put more money in, it grows faster, right? <laughs> okay, so good. So all right, so that's kind of the, the gist of it. So then it, as this money grows, grows, and grows, depending on whether it's indexed and or variable or, or whatever the source is, our whole life more fixed, it grows to a certain point, then what? Then you say, okay, I'm 62 and or 65 retired and yeah. you want an income stream, right? So you pull it out tax-free. Your your contributions come out tax-free and then you anything above and beyond that, you pull out what's a, a wash loan, Okay. Um, which means, you know, you're being charged 1% or 2% on most policies, but that money is being credited 1% or 2% in a loan fund that you took out. So you're not paying anything for the loan. That's how they keep it tax-free. And mm-hmm. people, you know, say, well, that's going to change. Government's going to make that change. Well, life insurance has been around for, for a very, very long time. Yeah. And the lobbying group is very, very strong. Yeah. <laughs> if you know how Washington works, th- that's not going to change. So. Well, and they, they had an opportunity to change it, and they changed it for the better yeah, it, w- right. this past December. So, yeah, th- if they wanted to uh, really hit us on the life insurance side, they would have hurt us. Uh, and But they didn't. They, they made it better. So, good. Um, so, yeah, I borrowed against, uh, borrow against that. And then is this something you have to pay back or no? I mean, most people think, okay, I'm borrowing money. I'm taking it out as a loan. i got to pay it back at some point. Do I have to pay this back? No, because most policies have what's called a loan uh, endorsement, um, which means the policy won't lapse. 
Um, so they'll keep the policy in force with a low, low death benefit if you take out <laughs> too much money um, where you don't have to worry about taxes because the policy will never lapse. Perfect. So walk me through a situation then. So we know it, it makes sense. We know how it works. We know it's tax-free. Um, and again, it, we just give you that brief overview. Believe me, there, there's a lot more um, uh, fine print that, that, that needs to go, you need to go over to make sure it still works for you. But that's the, the general concept of it. Um, Keith, walk me through a situation that you had uh, recently uh, with a client and, and where it made sense and how it fit into their right. plan. So we got a young couple, um, about a one-year-old um, mortgage, <laughs> 30 years old, 31 years old. Um, so they have a need for life insurance, one, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Um, they have a need for college planning. Yep. We throw that in there, even though that's another episode yeah. um, for another day. Um, and are getting to the point where they're making right around that limit of, can I make my contributions to yep. a Roth? Can I not? Um, so what we did, I said, okay, here's the need. You know, life insurance need is a million dollars. So how, but we want to fund it each mm-hmm. to max out each on the Roth, right? So we want to put 6,000 away for each. Um, and we, that, and that's the, real quick, that's the max someone can put in under age 50 that they can fund a Roth right now. So make it like a Roth equivalent right. in terms of what's coming out of the client's pocket, right? Yep. Okay. Um, and you know, for for him, we ended up even putting more money away once we saw, <laughs> once he saw how it worked, and and that he could put a little bit more away. Gotcha. Right. So, so we said, okay, we're going to do term mm-hmm. for seventy five percent of the need, and we're going to do permanent for the other, you know, twenty five percent, so we can max out this thing, right? Um, so we're maxing out this this contribution into a. Uh, indexed universal life policy that offers a decent amount of growth mm-hmm. um, and conservative estimate is we're going to have $40,000 for each of them, husband and wife tax free starting at age 62 so basically Perfect. 30 years of contributions 6 7000 going in um, and 40,000 tax-free at age 62 coming out. Um, God forbid something happens, death benefit pays off the debt, protects the family, right? But it's not restrictive as a Roth, right? So we don't have to wait till 59 and a half to touch it if we don't want to. That 40,000 sounds great, but 18 years from now, I got college tuition bill to pay. Well, here you go, tax-free. Or, you know, 18 years from now, my got a scholarship somewhere, yeah. right? Or they say, well, dad, I've got a motorcycle and I'm driving to California. <laughs> okay, have fun, yeah. son. But, you know, I just named my boat college fund, right? Yeah, you know, right. There, there's whatever you want or I want a, a second house 20 years from now. And all right, we'll take out <laughs> whatever tax free. Yep. A hundred percent. So, so if he did that or if they did that in that example, that's a great, great point. So like, let's say 18 years ago, we pull out, you know, I don't know, 50 grand and you pay college or whatever the case may be. It, 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 can he just start paying that back and get that thing back on track? Because obviously if we pull a big chunk out, you know, we're, we're projecting 30 years before this income stream starts and we pull a chunk out somewhere in between, it's going to affect that that distribution on the back end, right? The 40000 that we were estimating, 
can he catch that back up? Can we run those illustrations to show him, okay, here's what you need to do, get back on track, or how does that yeah, work? Yeah, at that point, I mean, you can continue what you have been doing. Okay. I mean, and then obviously he's going to lower that 40000 mm-hmm. Or we can run the illustration saying, here's how much at this point the government allows you to put in because yeah. there's still going to be a limit. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what's going to get you at that point. So it's still, like you said, flexible. So if it makes sense, right, it, we may look at it and say, hey, you know, you're going to have to pay, you know, five times the amount to get back to that 40, that, that doesn't make sense, right? right. So we, we have that capability, which is, I think the cool part about this plan is that it's very flexible very, versus that Roth where it's very rigid, right? It's gotta be in there for five years, can't touch it minimum five years, and then you have to be 59 and a half to reap all the rewards for the tax-free benefits. So what if you wanted some access at 50 or 45 or anywhere in between, you don't really have that from the Roth, you right. do so in this plan. Right. It's five years each contribution. Yeah, correct. Correct. Um, I mean, in these, you know, life policy is going to have back-end surrender charge for the first, most of the time, 10 years. Mm -hmm. Some are eight, some are 12, but most of the time, 10 years. Um, But again, you still have a surrender value. So there's still value you can touch if you need it. The only time the surrender charge comes into play is if you say, I want it all. Yeah. Then you're going to pay that full charge. Um, but yeah, it's that flexibility of I can take some of it when I need it if if I need it or want it. Right, and, and it's more of a long term play, and it, it's not something where you know this is a quick quick fix, right? I, I need to make a quick buck, tax free, and, and I want to pull it out in three years. You know, this is probably not the right fit for that person. Right, right. I mean, we're looking what ten, twenty. Ideally, the longer you have, the better. You know, it's going to be, but you know, at least 10 plus years in something like this would, would make sense, right? Yeah, depending on the funding level, yeah. Sure. I mean, if if you're going to really max, max fund it, mm-hmm. then seven to 10 years is, will work. Okay. Um, but that's, I mean, that's putting in a lot. well above the, <laughs> the Roth limit. Um, you sure. know, that's that's for your, your high earners where maxing out a mm-hmm. 401k, that's great and wonderful, but it's not going to help me retain the same lifestyle I'm used to living, right? Yep. Um, so, you know, that's for the business owner, the executive at a business that mm-hmm. where the 26,000 or whatever the limit is now for a 401k. Doesn't do it, much. It, it helps, but it's not going to keep the lifestyle I'm used to living. Right. So I got to figure out another way to, to do this. So. Right. Awesome. Well, you know, long story short in that situation is uh, we got uh, solved multiple needs, insurance needs in case something happened, and then income needs down the road, future income needs for, for all in, within one product, which is awesome. So again, kind of wrapping things up here in our, our lift strategies. And, and um, this one specifically relates back to our process. And, and step two is nailing down how to get there. Client knew that they they made good money. They they were likely in in, in an oper- or a chance where they, they weren't going to be able to contribute to a Roth because they made too much and they wanted some tax-free benefits down the road. So we kind of, you know, put our heads together and figured out a plan on how they can actually get to that end result. And by doing so, we came up with this strategy that Keith talked about um, just a minute ago. So again, it, it, and that is step two in our process and nailing down how to get there. But if you're interested in, in learning how this plan might work for you, or you're learning how to generate some tax-free income outside of a Roth IRA and, and where this might fit into your plan, you know, give us a call here in the office at 330-473-1060, or you can go to our website, www.bashrock-fg.com. We'd be happy to set up a time to discuss that with you. 
Um, and lastly, thank you for, for just sitting through these, this four-part series about life insurance as a financial tool. I hope you guys uh, all learned something and how, I guess, robust life insurance really can be and how many different ways that it can be used in, in any situation. And I think, like anything else, uh, it's always good to, to hear the different options because there's not a one-size-hat-fits-all, one-size-shoe-fits-all for, for life insurance. So everyone's going to need a specific plan that makes sense for them. So, Keith, thanks for your four-part uh, attention and, and uh, uh, expertise in this topic. And I uh, really enjoyed it and look forward to doing more with you. Yeah, I'll see you guys like in a year. <laughs> it sounds good. Thanks. Investment advisory services offered through B.A. Schrock Wealth Management, Inc., a registered investment advisor. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. BA Schrock Wealth Management is not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any government agency. This podcast is a paid placement. This show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation.